So, just googling how to make a podcast sound good. Okay, don't record in a very echoey room with lots of noise coming from outside, including children and grown-ups. Huge windows, multiple doors, a residential centre just above. Right, okay, that's that's kind of how we recorded all the, all the... Okay, no one will notice. No, no. It'll be grand. Hi, hi. Everyone knows me. Hi, it'll be grand. Hello, welcome to the Makey Uppers podcast. Makey Uppers are Gemma Walker-Farren and Sarka Shanahan, that's me. We are two performers from Derry, Northern Ireland, who have been making shows, sketches and projects together since 2015. Now, in a series of live recorded podcasts, we'll talk about alternative bedtime stories. That was the first show we developed together and which we toured to comedy and fringe festivals across the UK and Ireland. Each of the six episodes will focus on a particular sketch from Alternative Bedtime Stories, which we will perform in front of a live audience, have a conversation about the topics, context and packs influences which led us to making that sketch, and maybe answer a few questions from the audience too. Alternative Bedtime Stories is based on characters and stories from classic fairy tales. From Cinderella and the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Hansel and Gretel, Aladdin and many more. So, settle in and let us take you back to Once upon a time in a land far away When the Makey Uppers fairy tale was born Unlike many of them do There are no magic forests No no ugly trolls no fire-breathing dragon. Just three young women. In a little terrace house. Behold, here are two. Of the all dressed in their finery. With long golden curls. Charmaine is the eldest. And as such, a diva. Oh, sister, sister, where art my Revita? For I mustn't eat anything but. She did stress. If I do, I fear I may rupture my dress. Oh, stop it, you nanny. Don't make such a fuss. Every girl in the land wants to be us. Shakira, the younger, by only eight minutes, was filled with brash self-confidence. You see, sister dear, we're so glam indeed. Men will simply just melt at our feet. <laughs> I know you are right. I just love to hear it again and again. We're adored and admired. We can get any fella. Then there was the other they called... Cinderella! What are you wearing? You look a this made Cinders quite irate. I don't have to wear heels and a dress. There's no one around here I need to impress. Well, at the very least, put on some fake tan. How else are you ever going to meet a man? Cinders was different from Shakira and Charmaine. She cared more for history than preventing weight gain. She loved Wilde and Beckett and hiking in France. And never believed in story romance. Then in through the door came a golden invitation. The girls glanced upon it in wide-eyed anticipation. Well, aren't you going to open it? It's from the palace. Woo! The girls tore it open. It's from Prince Seaway. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm so excited. Never in my life have been this 
this is the greatest day of our life. Maybe he'll make both of us his wife. Would you two ever stop and wise up? It's just some boring old rubbish nightclub. The palace is only the best club in town. Well, like a new paint just. Cindy Sands. And Princey Woo, he is such a gack. He is the best rapper ever, you take that back. His songs are so sleazy and degrading to women. He calls us all hoes. I think it's disgusting. You're just jealous, Shakira reported. Your view of the world is so distorted. We don't have to stand here and take this from you. We have lots of important things to do. We better run. Don't want to be late. Princey's picking us up at eight. So sisters skipped off in merry glee. While Cinders pondered. Hmm, what's for tea? And as she settled on sausages and hash, all of a sudden there came a flash. Huh, must be a bulb. But she had failed to realise this was a fairy tale. And this flash was to represent the entrance of a mystic gent. Cinders watched in shock and awe as a fairy god person appeared at the door. It was not as you would expect a dame. With wand in hand. Bob's the name. All right, Cinders, bout your love. Said Bob with a wink. I've got this cracking wee dress here for you. Tell me what do you think. And check out these gorgeous slippers. They're made of glass and all. And with a whimsical wave of his magic wand. You shall go to the ball. The maiden glanced upon them. Do you think I'm some old tart? And are you joking about them slippers? They'd rip my feet apart. Well, you can stick with what you've on yet. One a man you're out to look. Cinders turned to him and said, I don't give a monkeys. And in a range of colourful syllables, Cinders did decree that she didn't give a hoot about Bob's idea of beauty. Gracefully, the maiden said she'd rather not conform to a male-constructed fantasy of the perfect female form. Suit yourself, responded Bob. The air had turned quite blue. There's no way I signed up for this. I'm done with it. I'm through. So as not to waste another flash, Bob spied stage right and made a dash. As if by magic, the doorbell rang and a voice was heard. Hello, sweet thing. It's him, it's him, the girl said soon, and in he came. Oh, what a buffoon. Yo, 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 you honeys are sweet. I hope you got your dancing feet. Well, hey there, Shorty. What's your name? Don't mind her, Princey. She's just lame. Ah, ladies, ladies, don't be cruel. There's plenty of room in Princey's crew. Cause Princey's in the house, y'all, and you ain't got to fight. There's room for all the honeys at the palace opening night. Princey's in the house, y'all, and you ain't got to fight. There's room for all the honeys at the palace open night. She left her sisters to it and went strolling through the hood. Uh, um, uh, to calm down, I mean. Put her mind at ease. There's only one thing for it. A good old Mackie D's. And as she walked down Main Street in the foggy evening dew, she espied a maiden waiting on a taxi queue. With hair as black as ebony and skin as white as snow, there's only one conclusion. She's a vegan for show. So Cinders... What are you doing out here at this hour of night? In dulcet tones, the girl responded. I could ask you the same thing, right? Sorry, love, rough day today. It's been a wee bit mad. I'm for the 24-hour Tesco to get more porridge for the lads. You what? Tell them to get their own. Sure, they wouldn't have a notion. There's seven of them down there and they'll have brain between them. That's crazy. Y'all, I know it. So 
Arkansas drove the into theirs and drugged the porridge. Cow! So we're sitting at the table when Happy gets fierce tense, tells us we can shove it. It's just been mental sense. So Sleepy's climbing the walls. Sleazy thinks he's in the Stone Age, and while he's off chasing monsters, Dopey's giving Doc a massage. Dopey thinks he's Shakespeare speaking in all deep and down. And then the mods all burst back into ours, and she's all, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to drug you there. Turns out she's a scientist and looking for three bears. So she got the wrong house then? Did she not? I could have killed her. I'm ready for the hills now. I tell you what, forget about her. And forget about those men, they're making your life hell. And they're big enough and bad enough to look after themselves. So the girls took time to vent and share their woes and problems. And eventually they realised they had a lot in common. So Snowy left the menfolk for themselves to fend. And Cinders left her sisters to adore and worship men. And off into the sunset, the independent girls did wander. To start a business. Share the profits. And live happily ever after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, but... But the sketch was actually yeah. done. He's a solo Irishman and um, has a stand-up sketch called An Alternative Bedtime Story. And it was written in 2010 by myself for my group theatre. Um, I was running a group theatre group that I had been in when I was a younger and I then I took over as lead facilitator in 2007. And this was biggest then at the Watershed Theatre. And uh, we were... Mm-hmm. And we were getting loads of people back to join the group over the years. It was lovely, really, really lovely. And one of the things that we'd done when I'd been in the group, so around 
So, so like that was the end of 2013. I had uh, just moved back from Dublin and had no idea. I was in the middle of a huge life change. And we had never really met before. That's when we kind of like crossed paths and we'd been involved in similar projects and stuff. But for years, we'd had like loads of mutual friends. And so many times people had said to me, Oh my God! Do you know Gemma Walker? You should definitely know her. That's I think you two would get on so well. And I was like, I don't know Gemma Walker, and so many people say this, and that means that I am definitely not going to go out of my way to meet <laughs> this Gemma Walker, and um, who's another actor, facilitator, writer, performer. That's I mean, we had so many kind of overlaps in what we did and like the people we knew. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing as well. Like, yeah, that's just going. Uh, oh, did I not get that? Did Gemma get it? I, I she did. Probably another reason why I didn't want to kind of like you know um, the competitiveness of the acting world. But 2013, everything was up in the air, and um, I came back and we met completely randomly um, at an after party for a show, and. Neither of us around, and both of us, you know, had had taken a drink, and we just I remember, I still remember, like you know, uh, you're having the smoke out the balcony, and I came out for a smoke out the balcony, and um, I and we just we got really like we had, I can't even remember what the conversation was about, but I remember it was like deep. We went deep straight away, like there was no faffing around. There was like you know, it was about like you know, how do you be yourself in this world and, like, you know, kind of how do you, you know, like, really connect and, like, you know, what's the point of any of it anyway and, oh, God. Yeah. 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 Well, and by that stage in my life, I was like, tears are amazing. I want honesty, I want authenticity, I want to connect on a real level with people. And I'd never done that before. And like, you know, I was like, there's someone here in Derry that I can do that with. Oh, this is so part of the life that I want for my life. Yeah. And then we started working together for uh, Industry Circus. Yes. Sometimes, you know, for the actors, you know, 
Yeah. Very much so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you know, kind of knowing that, like, you know, the person who might be directing it is, like, you know, kind of not someone you'd want to spend three weeks in a room with or, like, and, the yeah, that's, there was so much around the, you know, there weren't the parts, there weren't the people to kind of, like, like, we, I think we were both feeling like we knew we could do something better, but we were never going to be cast as anything that we could do. That's, and that's, and it got to the point where, like, well, why don't we just do something for the, crack. for the crack? Aye, and something that we actively wanted to do and have a chance to like really play around and like, because I knew I like I've always done like loads of different voices and characters and, but it was never going to be cast as as any of that because you know, there weren't parts for women who pulled faces a lot and that's kind of my thing. I was told, I was told that um, that I have an old-fashioned face, and it was great because. But I would not get any work until at least I had thirty, and even then, it would be in very specific period part play period uh, plays and films and TV and stuff. And that's not, you know, and I tried. I really did try. I did the London thing. I did that. I got an agent. I went to auditions. I sat in rooms filled with other ginger, freckly, old-fashioned faced. Old faced girls and women. But I mean, I was never good enough looking to be the person who was going to be cast as that. I was always a bit too quirky. And, um, and I mean, I was told more than once, but that one particular um, ad I went for, God love him, because the director really was trying, like in hindsight, it was like when he spent a good half hour with me, and he shouldn't have, but uh, to get me to stop moving my face, and he kept saying, it's going, no, 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 bring it down, bring it down, no, keep keep bringing it down, and he showed me the monitor, and he showed me what, what he was seeing, and like there's a room filled with people going, oh my God, we have 17 other people to get through, come on. Her face is too expressive. It was too much for TV. So that was the kind of like, you know, and I was not prepared even at that stage to, uh, to stop doing that. Even after three years of drama school, I was like, I, I can't. I can't stop this face, pulling all the faces. So, yeah. Gemma, and this is why we're still working together eight years later because thank you. And you have a beautiful face, so talented, so amazing. And like you, you are able to put a wee bit of you put on a wee bit of makeup, and your entire face changes completely. It's it's extraordinary. Yeah. Never felt like I was um, 
Very much, yeah. Loads of faces. And Loads of voices as well. I mean, it's not voices. just faces as well. And, uh, you could do that. Yeah. So we did. And then we performed it at the Revelry Cabaret in Letterkenny in February 2015. Yeah. And the response was just beautiful. Like, we really didn't expect the response that we got. It was such a huge response. Yeah. And that really kind of egged us on to, mm. to do more. But I remember, like, And, well, I mean, it turns out that both of us are massive feminists. You know, that's... But, but, at, the, but at the time, it's like... I think I kind of, like, always would have probably identified as a feminist. But I was never... I was never asked. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't, like, you know, kind of in the air. Like, you know, kind of... When I think to, like, 2015, 2016, I mean, we really kind of were, were part of, like, you know, a conversation was starting on a much wider scale and we just kind of happened to be kind of surfing that wave but and one of the things that um yeah one of the things so had you ever I what did you feel about like you know feminism or because you're you've always been such a strong kind of like you've had a strong voice and like really independent and like oh, always made your own things but very <laughs> outspoken misogynist father who used to name my blood boil and I couldn't sit still. So there would often be rows of me leaving off the sofa and going, You're trying to say that I'm still and stuff and one of the TV, you know? Hi. Constant. I'm like, oh look, it's horrible. So I was very, very much in it. And I remember I think maybe three or four in school. I was gonna say yeah.
So that, because that leads on to that thing of like how similar we both are in so many ways and so many like overlapping interests, but like, you know, kind of that we both have like strengths in different ways as well. And you're, I remember like, you know, kind of we had that first reading, because I think that as well before, like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, we'll do this Cinderella piece. It was like, oh, that's what are you interested in? I think it's like there was a day that we did, like, you know, got together some poetry and some, like, we're just like, what what do you like? And then we um, kind of were talking over with a lot of talking. We, we do a lot of chatting about everything. Um, and I remember, yeah, that's reading through the sketch. And it was like, it, it was a full, it was a full piece and it was, extraordinary and it was all there and to know that like and you were like oh yeah that's just you know that's just something it did and it was just performed one time and you know you were so casual about it and it's brilliant and like all through it like you know and since it like your ability to uh to structure completely like different thoughts and ideas and like to write them in a specific voice and you're able to like yeah that's write a rap write a kind of like in any style any style at all and for any character you're really so brilliant at writing you're a great writer that's what I'm trying to say that's it's kind of like I I I I like talking your words whenever <laughs> I, they're they're good they're good words to talk and uh, with my face and my movable face and um, but I remember that's good it was only recently that you you were saying about your 
Like, I knew you were a brilliant writer and, like, that you enjoyed doing English at school, but were you... Did you... Oh, hark. Children's screams in the background. Welcome. That's... You were said that you you won all the cups. You were you were a cup winner. That's the, when we were talking about school, English, like English it was cups, cups, multiple cups, yeah. like you know, and getting like the top grades in in Northern Ireland and. Ah, jeepers! I mean, the award I got at uh, at secondary school at Thornhill. We come from different backgrounds. That's another thing. Oh my goodness! Um, oh, coming together, hands across the divide. Um, we. That's the only prize I ever got was in first year. I got a class prize for cooperation. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, we're both well good girls at school as well. Um, one of the, so a couple of things I was thinking is like, so what we discovered from doing this very first sketch together and from the off, we kind of realized that we can multi-role and we love multi-rolling, like, you know, kind of, uh, creating a character and then dropping it and then moving on. And like, it's something and that... Don't ever get even the audition for the first movie, first movie exists. No! Not really. No, I think the reduced Shakespeare... Company was the only, you know, like there's, there's no like, and especially for a woman, to have so many kind of like to be able to play so many different characters and use different voices and physicalities. So like we kind of like figured that out right from the beginning. Once again, and this is something that keeps coming up with makeupers, is that um, there are only two of us. We keep forgetting this <laughs> over and over again. It, it ne- like we've very rare, like we write. We've always kind of like written and devised and like played around, and it's always had like so many more characters than two. And there's inevitably a point of going, oh, oh, hang on, but if I'm that character and I'm meant to be speaking to the other character, can we do that? Or can you do that? No, but then you have. Yay! (laughs) We and yeah, in the Little Mermaid, we're going to talk about uh, yeah. Our ways of kind of like working around it, and but and another thing that I remember from like from the off is like how much we both enjoy physical theatre, and like you know kind of like obviously me with me movable face, but also movable body, <laughs> and um, and like we both realised as well that we had um, well I think I just come back from clown training in Spain where I'd been for a month. Um, in a professional clown training camp um, in the middle of nowhere. It was horrendous. Um, but you had actually, you had also... I did some clown training too. That might have been nowhere near the brutal regime. Yeah, I mean... Under, under, uh, under Boston where we were. Yeah. I was in Spain for two weeks in 
Yeah. 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 So that was one of the things that I was uh, thinking about, like how it's changed from that beginning things. Well, first of all, like, you know, kind of like it was written for eight people and there were only two of us. So there was there was a bit of editing and kind of like finagling around. But then also the the sisters really developed like, you know, that was that that changed a lot like over the years because we realized quite early on that we couldn't in all good conscience um claimed like because the character of Cinderella is well I mean it's it's quite similar to to probably how how we are or think of ourselves or have been um but we're always evolving and we're not that anymore but like that kept that kind of like being othering to other women and anti-women yes and um and it's another kind of like thing that all of our stuff has always evolved through us reflecting on ourselves and doing our own kind of like work and growth and also so much of a part of that is talking to one another about where we're at what we're thinking about at the time like you know kind of what is triggering us and reflecting constantly with each other about like you know kind of what we're doing what we want to do what we've done and being influenced and and also like what I what I loved about the Cinderella sketch and how it developed is that rather than going, oh, we, we can't do that sketch anymore because it's really like, you know, it's anti, it's anti-woman and we don't want to be anti-woman. Um, it was like, well, no, that's, we can have that, but also we want to create a companion piece that sits alone and gives the sisters their own voice and that we can um, it was one of the things that like sitting with Cinderella and allowing it to stay 
and also then have a reflection later on on that character of Cinderella and like flipping that on its head and going oh for any of the audience who were sitting there going yes exactly those kind of girls are not my kind of girl um then to go oh oh right okay that's not that's not okay and actually I've been judging and stuff and I think that's one of the things we've always tried to do we've always just done naturally but like keep reflecting keep changing and keep evolving our ideas and our attitudes yeah. you know yeah. flexible you know do you want to open up for questions from <laughs> anybody who's comments? um we does anyone have any questions I have a question just in case because I thought, you know, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking like questions that were always asked. Oh, yeah, no yeah. So um, one of the things is like you bounce off one another so well. Have you been friends for all of your life? Well, we've already answered that. that. Yeah. No. Next question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Um, okay. Oh, well. Huh? Yes. Yes. Jeez. Mm 
That is what was really good. I can't say that's comedy or Shakespeare. Yes. It's not about showing off. It's about really being vulnerable and connecting. So I think that's going to close this bit. There'll be editing. It's grand. So um, (laughs) (laughs) this is very much a Mickey Uppers podcast. That's... (laughs) As every single thing that we do, that's it is all kind of like, let's see how it goes. That's it. Thanks very much. Thanks to the Derry City and Strabane District Council Artists and Cultural Award, which gave us a chance to discover what a makeovers podcast even was. Oh, I meant to say it. Thanks to St. Combs Park House for hosting us, though. In all fairness, a less echoey, human-filled place might have been a better in hindsight. Oh, they're beautiful audiences. Oh, my God, especially the Bunkrana contingent. Oh, I want to say we're so grateful for what we do and how we connect, how we get to connect with people and oh, to thank people for listening to this whole thing. I mean, like, imagine if they got to the end. That's bizarre. That's, I mean, thank you. You know, if you're listening. But thank you. I really appreciate you listening. And I hope it was entertaining and you got something from it. I guess we'll be back next week with a little mermaid sketch and another wide-ranging chat. Is that what this is? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Love you.